that's a combination of spite and petty that I aspire to be every every day. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Nerds Around. I'm your host Sebastian. It's your boy Law. And your boy Tone from across the hall. And today we have the awesome, the one, the only Scythe. There you go. What's going on? What's going on, Lou? Good, good. Chill, brother. Good, good. Can't complain. So, tell our people, tell everybody out there who you are, what you do, what it is that you create. Um. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a few things. I say uh, a hybrid of what you know the the situation I've been put into. So, uh, Luke Sife, uh the music that I create is really along the lines of like it's it's grown hip hop, if you will. Some people may say it's not turn up enough, whatever whatever the case may be. But it's really okay. for music for people who've been who aren't satisfied with necessarily the the mumble rap or the trap or the drill and and all that kind of stuff and and want to hear something that hey listen you know when i wake up at five in the morning to go take care of my family i want to hear something that motivates me and, and lets me know i'm not alone you know um i think a lot of that the music out there right now just really kind of represents a bunch of uh, a, a good amount of frustrated youth and and for whatever reason that is what's being uh the the marketing budgets are being spent on and not necessarily on people who are talking to this demographic of people who are like yo i love hip-hop but guess what like nobody wants to go buy the hip-hop where we talk about real life and the real issues so you know at the end of the day listen i i i have other ways of of providing for my family other than hip-hop obviously so I, I put it out there to just, you know, kind of kind of let people know they're not alone. And honestly, I got to tell you, it's, it's really for me. As, as self-absorbent as it sounds, it's really just my, you know, I, I want to listen to music I like and I can feel and I can relate to. And, you know, luckily I've been able to find other artists who do that. And it's unfortunate that they're not the first ones you hear on the radio or anything like that. You got to dig a little deeper to find them. Um, Absolutely. You, but, you, you yeah. definitely have this storytelling aspect and this really old school aspect that really is like, I can feel people gravitate more to. You're, very, right. like you're very conscious about what lyrics you put out there, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and what inspired you to become the artist that you are today? Oh, wow. Damn, we gonna be here all night, bro. There we go. It was. I mean, listen. I, I, you know, I was born into a really, uh, uh, how would you say, a, a really unique experience in the sense of my family had a lot of issues growing up. You know, I, I didn't meet my dad until I was two, three years old, and you know, because of his issues, and my mom was in the street, so. I I was raised up in a home where it, it started broken, right? But but one thing that kept things going was my godfather, who was like very educated, very educated gay black man from the from deep south Georgia. He would not let me like fall to like this whole like nah oh you yeah 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 everybody's gonna hate you bro everybody's gonna <laughs> hate you. That doesn't mean you you sit back and you you like accept your situation. While my father was locked up and all this kind of stuff, he really taught me like to to always go for it, go for it on a nonstop basis. And he, music was like 
a thing. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson as a little kid. I, I was able to moonwalk by the age of four. Like it was ridiculous. Like dancing is my thing. Like I, I grew up in that household where everybody danced except for my sister. My sister. <laughs> oh damn! We just completely threw her on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so being in that in that environment, and you know, my 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 dad got his stuff together, which allowed him to kind of take custody of us again he always had his back against the wall and he was just like all this hustling and stuff that other people are doing and that's the environment we grew up in where there was there was a lot of things going on in our household that I would never talk about but it's it's one of those things where he was just like the honest man the the one who wakes up every day that's that's the braver of the sort because it's a longer road and but but it's an honest road right so you know, that that pushed me to be like, all right, cool. Like, you know, this is this is a story that's not being glorified. That is a story that's completely not being glorified. It's just like, yeah, let's let's talk about the lawyers and doctors and all these executives. Uh, you know, some some executives are dirty. Let's be honest. You know, there's, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's some people who, who work their way through that. Um, that's a double. <laughs> yeah. So he, so that's that's kind of where. My my whole thing of like I want to talk about the story that isn't that doesn't have a bunch of marketing power. That's mm. fine. That, that that I'll call it a lane. Like I'll take the lane. You know, if, if that's to, to some degree, it's kind of like when people used to ask like why Jay doesn't talk about where he came from anymore, and it's like Jay's not been that dude he's for not, like he's not over thirty years. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, so it, you can't you can't keep pushing that and yeah. feeling true and authentic to that when you're you know you're just not that dude he, like you're super own, he, he owns the barclays and he does all this like I'm, i don't want to hear about the struggle anymore like yeah right well, <laughs> let's also let's also be very clear on why jay wasn't getting signed jay was too old for record labels and he was talking about exactly what i'm talking about where in the sense of like yes you you've moved kilos you you he already, by the time he was he was about to start Rockefeller, he already owned property. He already owned owned cars. This is shit that everybody, none of them young dudes was doing that. None of them. And oh. he would rap about these lavish things that he already had. He was just like, fine, just so happens that, you know, I'm going I'm to talk about it. And the thing was that a lot of people were like, you already have it. Why are you striving to be a rapper? And he's like, well, I'm pretty good at it and I got to wash this money. Like, how am I going to wash this money? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> so we know that you used to call yourself Ana. So what was the, what was the evolution into who you are today? You Saif. All right. Good, good question. So the way I pronounced Ana back there was honor, right? A lot of people couldn't grasp it. So like, you know, we would do shows and like, like down South or, or, even even up northeast and people will be like ah, 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 nah. so i try to make something that was a little more palatable for for everybody to kind of be like oh so my my boy who i rapped with on the brooklyn label e-man um anonymous amazing mc um i learned a lot from him actually um he he was just like bro we're changing your name he was just like, that's just too much of a headache. And and so, you know, people used How to long were you rocking the old name before you got the new name? Uh, almost, I'd say, I'd say close to like, if 
five years. Oh, something. wow. Okay. Yeah. So he was, so his, his rap name was Anonymous before we even met. And my original rap name, so when I was opening up for like Kanye West and The Roots and ODB back when I was like, I was like 19 at that point. Um, I had just left school. I just fell out of college actually. And I was doing all these shows and I was going by the name Anonimo, which is like anonymous in Spanish. And me and him hadn't even met yet. And I switched that name because I heard there was a Cuban rapper from a Cuban group that was calling himself Anonimo. And I was just like, I, I'm going to switch it up. And so I went to Honor. And Honor was, was, I don't think I spelled it right, honestly. I don't think I had the, <laughs> the right <laughs> approach to it. But, you know, the, the intent was there. And the intent was really as somebody from my, my circumstance with my family uh, and kind of changing the cycle of things, it was honor, right? It was to honor my father's efforts. It was to honor um, the the people who had stepped in to take care of us when we couldn't. And so honor was part of that. And then I met him and he was like, I'm anonymous. And I was like, yo, bro, I've been rocking that name since God knows when, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it was cool. So I was like, all right, I'll, you be anonymous. I'll be Anna. And we stayed doing that for a while. And he was just like, bro, I'm just calling you Lou Cypher. He was like, because every time we get in a cypher, you got some you got some bars that just come out of nowhere. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it. So I shortened it down to Lou Cypher. And because people just started calling me Cypher. And I was just like, all right, I'll call it Lou Cypher. And, you know, that's kind of what I... What I stuck with. That's dope. Now. There's there's something going when you go with a nickname that you earned, like from your friends or who you work with, as opposed to yeah. something you just come up with because you're like, oh, this sounds dope. And some people are like, all right, yeah. cool. But like, you know, when someone bestows it upon you, be like, yo, like this is like you're dope. You, you know, you kill it on the cipher. So we're going to add that to your name. And like you earned it's like a badge of honor right there. That's part of oh. your name. And that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and then I, I I took it away from that. You know, you hear stories of people being like, I wanted to be called this, but this is what came out. And yeah. he was like, all right, run with it. Yeah. So going back to your your not passive comment, but you you were like you're a yeah. kid growing up <laughs> and you know, falling out of college and now I'm like opening up for these big names. Like, how in the world do you end up there? Like yeah. Nah, you, you know what it is, though? Because I've had to upkeep some sort of uh, professional mannerism in terms mm. of, you know, what I do for a nine to five, that I kind of brush that aside. And um, uh, yeah, so that that's my fault. That I mean, listen, it was it was a big deal when it was happening. I thought right, I was getting of course. Like, I was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. We on, we on. Um, but uh Basically, basically what it, what had happened was I was going to school in Boston. So I left, I left New York and I went to school at Suffolk University for law. I was, I was rapping at every chance I could get. I mean, I was anybody who wanted to rap. I was like, let's go. And dating a girl who was at a, who was at a uh, Ivy league school out in Massachusetts. And um, she she had kind of, she knew some people from around the area. Some people were producing music and we got somehow connected with uh, the the like college performance committee of some sort. And you know, I had a little demo recorded, and I was just like, "Yeah, what's up?" 
And, you know, word got around that, you know, I was doing this and I'd step into, they had like, you know, open mic when I was, you know, I was in Boston and I'd, I'd take the freaking two hour ride to Western Massachusetts and oh, wow. uh, kind of do these small shows. And then it turned into like, oh shit, ODB's coming to town. Yo, what's up? Uh, this person's coming to town. What's up? And I would be like, you're, you're calling, you're calling me. <laughs> all right you know and, and you know I'd, I'd have my buddies come up with me and yeah it was it, i mean the the kanye west one was definitely like something I'll, I'll never forget i will i will never forget that uh whole piece it wasn't it wasn't the best uh ending but like the the actual performance itself like four thousand people in front of you like you literally felt like you could walk across the crowd like everybody was like so on top of each other damn and wow. I was like, oh, this is real. Like <laughs> a voice went out the 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 third song was it? And by the fourth song, we I me and my boy, we literally made this song literally a half hour before the show. Like literally, it was just like, okay, this is the beat. Uh I'm I'm gonna come up with a hook. I came up with a hook. Bro, they were they were singing the hook. And I was just like, dude, do you realize like we just made this shit up and like Yo, that's I, was awesome. I was like this is insane they don't yeah. know who we are from a hole in the wall uh, so yeah no 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 it was it was it was a cool experience but you know and then reality set in you know I, I i had to leave school and stuff because i, I was just focusing on that and, mm. um you know i wouldn't change it for the world honestly i mean after world. after an experience like that just you know, standing in front of that huge crowd and doing that, people singing your song, like that's just a glimpse into, you know, what this is. And you're like, this is what I want to do. And you get that, you know, and you've been doing this for a while, but just I'm sure having that experience was like, like more cement, more like I'm doing this. It doesn't, I don't give a shit what I've got to drop. This is yeah. the goal, Yeah. you know, like yeah. to experience no, no, no. that again. So that was, that's awesome. How early was it that you remember putting out pen to paper, like for this, that you were like, Ooh. Like, this is what I want to do, or just oh. or or just even giving it a shot. Okay, okay. I'd say um, sixteen. I was sixteen okay. years old. Uh, no, okay. So so I started thinking about rapping, right? And I remember I heard one of my good friends that I that I went to school with, Jason Bryan. We called him we called him Jay Puzzle. Um, okay. And- <laughs> Yo, yo, the kid from Chelsea Projects, uh, we went we went to school together. He was in high school. And I remember hearing him on a track. And I was like, yo, we can do that here? Like, I was, <laughs> I was like literally mind blown because our school had, uh, had invested in a studio down in the basement. And I was like, that's possible? And... I got close with, um, so nonetheless, that was when I was just like, I could do something like that. I got you. And we, me and him had a very competitive spirit uh, uh, with each other because I was like the nicest basketball player. And then he came and I was just like, damn, you a nicer basketball player. (laughs) And then like, you know, so there was, there was like this whole uh, uh, competitive, uh, very healthy competitive because we were like, that's good though. Friends, you know? And, uh, yeah, and I, I remember just being like, yo, I'm going home. I'm writing some bars, bro. <laughs> so, 
my math my math teacher uh not Micah but a, a different math teacher sent me one of my first tracks wow I was like, oh, I was like oh my god I was so oh, he, I was so he, he produced it I thought, yeah I, pr- oh. I produced it I made the yeah. beat uh I made the hook uh I had like six other people on it it was horrendous I mean I was, I was <laughs> From delivery to, to, to <laughs> what I was talking about. I was like talking about some mad depressing stuff. Oh, and no. I was just like, who the hell would listen to this? <laughs> and, you know, at, that, at that time, I was just like, yo, I got this. But mind you, that was 16. And by the time I was doing those bigger shows, I was that was three years later. And at that point, I was I was in a place where I was now working with bigger producers. And they were like, yo let's work on this, let's work on that, do this, do that. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Because I want to know, you know, what, what I'm doing wrong at that point. Right. Even though whatever I, I'm writing, I think it feels good. And then I, <laughs> play, you know, I spit it for somebody and I'm... That is, that's ten. always the tricky part about writing. Oh, man. Line 10? I preach it to the choir. <laughs> I mean, my wife makes fun of me now because she, my wife, I've, uh, we've been friends since I was 14 or 15. Oh, wow. Okay. And she, she, she'll make fun of me. She's like, so I had this line where I was like, I ch- chop you up like a chocolate chip cookie. She's like, Oh, you, you dropping the, the cookie bars? You can get a lot of listening like that. I'm like, damn, babe. You gotta roast me like that. <laughs> the, the, they, they, you got a real the, one. one keep yep. Her. Yep. Keep her and never let yep. go. They keep, they, they, they keep us grounded. That's it. Yep. You know? Exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I've, I remember when I first saw you rap for the first time. Again, you were going about anonymous. Enough. And so and it, was, um, it was an art show. And to see you grow from where you're at right now. I mean, I remember the PBS special drop and you're part of Double Flow, Brooklyn Label coming up. Um, and now where you're at right now, and just listening to the tracks right now, I'm like, bro, you, you, you've really evolved as an artist. But I want to get into your headspace as an artist. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting through that creative process, what, what is the, where do you lock? So I, I have two best ways of writing. One is really um, after the gym, after I've showered and I'm on my way to work. That is when I create my best bars. I mean, it, it's been so difficult to create music being in the house. Like I have, I have a whole album ready to go that I'm just sitting on because I haven't sat down and mixed and mastered, um, you know, cause we got, got two kids in the house and you know, he has, you know, Learning, he has uh, his remote learning and stuff like that. So my inspiration really comes from living life. It doesn't come from any sort of like place of being like, I need to sound like this. I need to do that. Um, so I usually tend to write the hook first. So, you know, I, I have a few producers right now. So I have one in Houston who's originally a Brooklyn head who has more of a trap sound, which I haven't, I haven't put out any of his, any of our songs out together, which I can't wait to put out because... It's a little different from from Vital Signs and stuff. And then I have Vital Signs, who produced on the Mike's Mike's for Men uh, album for Wu Tang. So he's he's you know a great, awesome producer, very sample heavy. I mean, listen, when we first started producing Survival, I was like, I speak to this dude more than I speak to my own family. Like, we were like <laughs> going back and forth, like, all right, so on this song, verse two, 
let's step this up and move this to the side. Okay. And then, you know, it was, it was really, it was awesome. Awesome process. Yeah. It's, it's really, for me, it's all about hook first. I, I really lead with that and then try to, I always seem to write the second verse first and then the first verse second, just because the second verse is always the meat and the bones of the track. And then I have to give an introduction to how I got to the meat and the bones. And then lastly is really, um, I the, love the process. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It makes, so, it, it genuinely makes so much sense though. Yeah. It's like you're working from the inside out. Yeah. 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 And then, and then the, you know, the third is really the, the, um, the bridge of some sort. I try to throw something in there that's, melodic as well repetitive um as well as something that can like kind of give give the listener a break because you know i've noticed that you know along these years of rapid like let me slow it down for you a little bit throw hands in the air you know like try and try and give the listener a listener or even or even the live spectator something to kind of like just nod their head with because the live show is where i thrive I hate recording. I, I, <laughs> if I could take recording and just shove it up its own, I swear to God, like I can't, I can't stand recording. And is it, I is have it, to do it. Have you ever done like someone like get a good uh, sound guy to record your live shows? I I have, and I I, I don't like the sound because there's way too much imperfection. So as uh, much as I hate the the you know the 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 repetitive process and having to make sure that 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 vocal has the feeling punch and tone that I want. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the part that I hate, right. Is, is, you know, cause when I'm sitting in the car and I'm, and I'm wrapping it and I'm driving or whatever, cause I do a lot of my writing via, via voice notes. It's, you know, it's just like, Oh, this sounds perfect right now. And then when I lay it all down, I got my, my verse ready to go. And I come here and I, record it because I, I record right here just in the oh, house oh, okay nice. and I, I just I'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the notes are crazy bro like I, I have a whole spreadsheet um <laughs> because I do I do you know logistics for a living so like I can break it down into like okay I have this 15 songs verse one redo verse three just needs a re-record. Verse, you know, verse two, it needs a it needs a remix. Um, so I break it down into all, all those things to so I can consider five done, three need redos, and and you know, kind of go from there. Um, so it seems like a happy marriage of both lives, somewhat. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, very much, very much. Um, which which I think also it, it also. Producers who work with me feel like I'm knocking away at it, right? They're right. not just sending me beats and they're sitting in the air somewhere. Um, True. Because they've worked hard, right? And they could, they, could, they could give it off to somebody else. So it's kind of like a thing of being like, no, 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 I'm working on them. Don't worry. Like you, you didn't just like vibe to this beat so well and you really like it and you sent it to me and it's just sitting in dead air you know because that that's also a producer's like kind of pet peeve and now to thank our sponsors the nerds of the round is brought to you by and beyond make sure to use the code get nerdy with it to get 10 percent off 
merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at nbeyond.com. Yeah, so I saw on um, one of the in the SoundCloud you have produced beats. So how is it going through that process when you're producing beats versus lyrics? Oh lyrics, yeah. So. That, oh, the man. the face says it alone. <laughs> I understand. It's like asking someone who is a traditional sketchbook artist versus animation. Like you can do both, but it exercises different muscles and you hate the other side. I've I've always been able to make beats. I've made beats for years. I'm I don't always like my beats, right? So mm. like, you know, some people will be like, yo, that's hot. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> That's cool. You want it? They're like, yeah, I'll take it. You know, and and I've given beats. Just You're easily of- more oh. confident with your with your lyrics than you are with your production. Hundred yes. percent. Because so 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 going back to the Kanye West thing, um, I was working with a much bigger producer, and I didn't know how to make a beat for the life of me. Um, okay. I, I made a few beats, but they were horrendous. Right? It was just like Garage Band just slapping together samples, and I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. I mean, to some people, they liked it. I w- I'd never released any of that stuff. But the the group that I was working with, they had made all these beats for me, and I got the gig just off of me rapping on their beats. Mm. And they were very much like, hey, listen, you got the gig because of our beats, so we want our two groups to take over your set. And I was like, nah, bro. Like, I'm my demo is what got the set. Not, you know... Your beats, yes, I get it. And they basically completely cut ties with me just off of that. Uh, damn. And I was just like, all right, you know what? All right, cool. I'll make my own beats. Let's go. So, you know, I went through this whole, like, kind of thing of being like, I make beats now. Like, screw rapping. I, so I put all rapping aside for, like, close to, like, three years, I'd say. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Talk I about sacrifice that, the that's a combination of spite and petty that I aspire to be every every day. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I'm making beats. I don't care. I had I had a, a, a I, I respect old, it. Like, yeah, I was just like, nah, I'm doing this, and I did it. You know, I I think I wasted a lot of my time. Um, you never know, waste, it, never waste, especially if you put that much, he, you know, that put that much effort into something that is a skill that plays into all your other, you know, things that you do. Yes. A hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel better about it. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no. Been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we were, we Remember, we're, we're, we're artists. We're all petty. The new album is The Agenda. That's your latest album. Tell us about the whole process, how that came together. Tell us about this brainchild of yours. Do you, do you have your own engineer or is like that whole, is it, no, all me. you. Okay, all me. So I do. So I do all my own mixing, all my own engineering, um, and I I do all my own artwork. Uh, that artwork is me drawing myself literally on Photopea, um, just taking a picture of myself and literally like with the mouse, right? <laughs> drawing myself. Um, so I, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in a place of being like, listen, I know everybody has their own lives, right? So I'm not, and I'm also not in a place where I can be like, yo, I'm going to spend like $200 per song for mixing and, you know, a whole album, I'm going to spend another $1,500 for somebody to master it. 
I'm, right. I'm at a place where I'm just like, listen, I can't go to clubs all the time and promote this shit. I can't, you know, I can't do all these other things that are really required to make things pop off. Mm. So I do that all on, all on the strength of like, listen, I hope I inspire somebody who does this better than me. And they walk into the room and say, listen, bro, I think you have potential. Let me just take care of this real quick. Let's see if it does something. I'm not sitting there saying like, yo, you're going to show up like every day and have the same commitment that I do. But if you have some sort of expertise that you can bring to the table, I'm with it. But until then, I'm going to continue to, you know, do it. And I, I will also take your advice, you know, <laughs> if that means like, you know, hey, listen, we're going to get on a Google Hangout and let me watch you mix. Okay, you know what? You should, you should turn this down. You should move this over. This is too high. Um, so uh, with the agenda itself, I had I had about, I'd say close to like 10, 10 to 15 tracks ready to go. Mm-hmm. And the, the artwork was done. Everything was done. And I was sitting on those tracks. Those tracks were fully mixed, not mastered. And I basically was just like, you know what? Quarantine hit. I just started like a new job that I didn't want to, I want to kind of keep a low profile on the music thing because I didn't, that's one of the things about having a, you know, professional career and then doing the artist thing is that you don't ever want to let, you don't want anybody to think that you're distracted. Right. So I sat on it and basically the quarantine hit and I was just, I just sat down and I was just like, yo, we're up all night. We're going to mix this shit right. Master it right. And it's going out. So I think I, I think I put it out right in the beginning of the quarantine. And I picked like the four tracks that I had been sitting on the longest. And those were like the first four that I picked for the agenda. And uh, how do you, you know, how do you curate for yourself then? Like what, what's that? Uh, like, do you have songs that you're like, these are the 15 that are all going or you knew some may not make the cut? Uh, I knew some needed more work. So I, okay. I usually tend to go off of, off of uh what here needs a redo gotcha okay. right so the, the 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 feelings there the vibe is there but it needs something to to really make it better that requires me to sit down and take two two to three hours because literally that's my that's my time span when working on this whole thing is that i get i get basically an hour to two hours of a sweet spot after nine o'clock and that's all I get, you know? Um, and whether I choose to do it on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, it tends to be only Friday, Saturday are, are the times that I do that. For me, for me, it's kind of like, yeah, it's going to take longer, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I, I just love to do it. So the agenda was really those songs that were kind of like a lower vibration than survival because survival was a little more upbeat and kind of, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say upbeat, sorry. I would say a little, little more rapid fire. I was mm. just like, let me slow it down a little bit and kind of uh, give, give, it gave, it gave, it had a little darker vibe to it, but still like in a positive way. Right. I would say. I have to say that on that, my favorite track on the agenda was Dreaming. Just listen to yeah. that track. It was like, like I, in the beginning, I'm a beats guy, and then all of a sudden I start listening to how the lyrics flow and everything. But is this, what was the creative process with that song? I mean, what, what was the motivation for dreaming? For me, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a black sheep in the family, if you will. 
I beat to my own drum a little bit. I'm in a collective with in uh, in terms of family. There's there's this whole vibe of like I don't know wanting to be white, and I'm like, bro, I'm the furthest thing from that. So uh, you know, we, we we associate wanting to have a life of white privilege that isn't that that is never going to be there. But it you know the the fact that we associate privilege with being successful. You know, obviously there is privilege in that. Well, what's successful, right? So for me, yeah. successful is is very different from successful for a lot of the people that I grew up with. Or, I get that, man. Like, I relate to that. A hard body. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? Um, you know, it's just like so. I struggled with that a lot, even growing up. Like, you know, I was considered the, the white boy of the family. That you know, um, and and you know, for me, I was just like, I am what I am, and I'm I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And dreaming was very much like about that whole piece of being like, yo, you think this shit happened easily. Like, you know, like it, it didn't just fall on a platter and, you know, just to kind of have, have some sort of uh, uh, confidence in your own choices. So, and my dad pushed that a lot. He was just like, don't, what are they saying? Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you ain't talking white, you're talking educated. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, Dad. Yeah, yeah. 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 People, a lot of people don't get it. Don't get it. It, yeah. it takes a, it takes a while to, you know, to get out of that or just to kind of realize that no, it's not, you know, being educated or wanting to be educated, wanting to be successful and in, in a different way, you know, that may not be associated to our heritage or the color of our skin or anything like that, you know, right. is okay. You know, wanting to get out and pull yourself up and like do 100%. something bigger. Percent, and it's yeah. it is a shame that that's associated uh, yeah. to it and not, you know, something that we instill in kids and, and they need it, you know, and not just giving one way out. Cause right. I think, you know, sports and all, and, and, and all these other things are great outlets, but that shouldn't be your only option. Cause like, there's like a one in a million chance that you make a team like you, well, you, you do so well to go to high school, to go to college from college to go to a team, you know, like you got to be real special, yeah. you got to be real good. And there's just other things that we got to offer. And I think, I mean, but also schools got to do that too. Got to give scholarships yeah. for other stuff aside from, from ball playing. And, and, yeah. you know, I say, and I'm, I'm a huge sports, I'm a huge football fan. I'm all here for it and everything, but like they're giving scholarships to kids who are C students and you've got a B plus students who are living in the hood that can't even get a look at. And it's a fucking yeah. shame. Yeah. You know, yeah. so busting their ass too. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to to piggyback off Sebastian about picking songs Ooh. that we like, uh, nah. my favorite song <laughs> yeah. from your from your EP was uh, "Came Too Far." So uh-huh. I was I was really really digging the beat to "Came Too Far," and then just kind of listening to the lyrics, I was kind of like I was getting it. And I was like really really feeling it. If you could just talk about that and the process for that and like your inspiration, that'd be awesome. It'd be great. I mean, yeah, that, that, that is one of my favorite songs to rap. I would say, uh, it's also like, it, it's one of those songs, like it was funny, a buddy of mine who, who is a, a, a sound engineer for like, you know, big time movies and stuff. He came over, you know, and, we, and I was just like, you know, showing him the project or whatever. Um, and he makes beats too. So we kind of like go back and forth, uh, I actually have some stuff from him that I'll be working on soon. Um, but it was, it had like this animation to it in the, in the rapping that I really had fun with, I would say, because I, I kind of made fun of myself a little bit and kind of, you know, it, it really touched into the whole thing of like, I'm very proud to be where I'm at, 
but I can't say like, you know, it's all peaches and cream every day, you know? Um, and there are long days and dark nights that come along with, uh, all that I'm, all that I'm doing, but that melody, like the, the singing melody was my favorite, even though I sounded horrible. I can't tell you how many times I re-recorded that shit. Oh my gosh. And it's so funny because my little brother is just like, like he, he's, he's in Connecticut and he, you know, he likes like really thugged out music. And he was just like, dog, this is my favorite. And I was just that's like, <laughs> Because yeah, like, no, close, because close made, family it, will will that you trust will tell you, yeah, for sure, will give you the real facts. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. They'll let you know. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Or hit you with the stink face of. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, listen, I, I can't be. I can't be telling my homies my brother's a rapper. He's coming out with this shit. <laughs> they will not. They will. They will be the first to tell you. I am not co-signing that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny, right? He like, you know, like, like dudes like uh, Chinks and like, you know, um, a, a lot of a lot of those. Uh, kind of I, I don't know like french montana like you know those okay. like a little more bubble gum but also like a little thugged out um, okay but he was like sharing that track everywhere along with all those things so he has this thing where he bumps in his ride and he like shares the music that he's playing or whatever and i was just like damn you feeling that track <laughs> i was just like okay all right i'll take it i was like even with the bad singing he's like that singing ain't bad. You heard J. Cole. He, you know, everything yeah. <laughs> they notes in. You know, I was just like, all right, well, I'm glad you like it because that's definitely one of my favorite tracks. And then especially towards the end of the, I don't know, some, some along the line of like just not hearing what other people are saying, but still hearing it at the same time. So you mm-hmm. take it into account, but you don't necessarily let it drive you. So... Yeah, no, I'm glad you like it, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I, think I, I heard wanna... it back to back, so I was like, yeah, I'm taking this. <laughs> <laughs> I even I wrote do... in the chat to the guys. I was like, yo, came too far is legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chat, like, yo. <laughs> I like getting into, like, the album process of, with people and seeing, like, almost, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did you, were you inspired to make an album? Did, did, did a song inspire the album, like, first? Do you know the, like, all right, I want to make this album. This is the concept for it. I don't have anything written for it, but I'm going to go for it. Or is it the song that came first and then everything built from there? Or, you know, whatever the the combination is. So this one wasn't so much of a chronological order as like, I don't know if you guys heard heard Survival, the album before. Oh, I uh, I got two favorite tracks on that one. We'll go yeah. back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, survival was um, I wrote that that whole album, and I, I I'm only saying that to kind of give a context of why this album was a little more random than that one, in the sense of like that one literally had a beginning, middle, and end. Right. In the sense of like it was I wrote I didn't write them all in order, but I wrote them and and like crazily like in a in a it was almost yeah. like a, I, I think of it like like Hamilton, right? You know, you're <laughs> writing like you're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. And that's literally how I how I treated survival because at that time I was working really hard on one of my most challenging professional projects. And I don't know how this these lyrics were just coming, bro. 
Like mm-hmm. I, I could not stop them. And I was, I was working nonstop. Like we were talking like 12 hours a day and I was still fitting in time to go to the gym and write lyrics all at the same time. And I was just like, what is this? Like, I, I gotta, I gotta take a break from it. Luckily, luckily I did. Um, but survival was all about that whole piece of how important time is. And I felt like there was a lot of things on there that I needed to say to, to, you know, in order to go peacefully. Right mm-hmm. now, nobody's, nobody's reaching death or anything like that, but I felt like it was one of those things that I just had to put out there. So when the agenda came up, I didn't really have an agenda. It was literally like, I don't have an agenda for this, but I have an agenda for the large scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of the, the setup, if you will, to kind of be in a place of being like, you don't got all the answers. Kind of just push, just keep pushing, just do what makes you happy. My, my family, no family member ever had that chance, you know? Right. They always did what they had to do. And now I'm in a I'm at a point where I'm I'm not gonna do this opportunity justice if I don't do what I want to do. And I th- I feel it's important our kids see that. And you know, we support them on those things. Luckily for me, my dad was very much like, reach for the fucking stars or land on something. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, isn't it like land on the moon? But okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> or reach for the moon, so, land on star, whatever. So I'll, I'll take it. Inspiration I'll take it. and headspace are really the catalysts for where you where your albums come from more than wow. anything. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah. I just had to drop that on the on survival. Forgive me and can't get enough word. My two favorite tracks too on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm, I was like, yo, I'm feeling these tracks. He's like, oh. <laughs> yo, can't get enough. Um, that was like my first like I literally sat on that beat for I don't know how long, dude. I sat on that beat because I was like, I don't want to mess this up. I really don't want to mess it up. I mm. thought it was something. And Vital Science was like, this thing has been sitting on my computer for two and a half years. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, my. <laughs> I was like, what? I was just like, right now, right now. And it got onto my computer and I was like. <laughs> Yo, I feel like that is the case for almost every one of my musician friends. They have a song that I've sat on, either on the production side the, the songwriting side, whatever side it is that they've sat on for mad long, and there's always one person in their ear that's like, "When are you gonna drop it? When are you gonna drop it? When are you gonna drop it? When are you gonna drop it?" <laughs> like, oh man, one hundred percent. What are some of the dream projects, and what are some future projects that you are looking to drop? What 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 we're we looking for down the road, brother? Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a couple of singles. So there's. So I wanted to do so. I've I've tried to keep politics out of my music for the past two years, just because of trying not to entangle my professional with with my artistry. But at this point, it, we're we're in a place where you know those things can't necessarily be separate anymore. I have a few tracks that I'm working on. I would say I have a few tracks I'm grouping together, and I haven't decided on necessarily the artwork. I know the 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 name of it but i haven't you know kind of decided on what the artwork will be uh yet but it's mainly about what must be said that is kind of 
where I'm at right now uh, artistically. But, you know, the house move and all this kind of stuff and, you know, we're launching a new CBD line. It's it's a little difficult to get these things going, but I'm off of work for a few weeks. So let's see <laughs> nice. You know, nice. What, what, nice. what comes of it. Oh, I'm so, I'm gassed, bro. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. can we find you on social media? Where can we find your music? Like where, where can the people uh, get a hold of you? I go by uh, Loose Sife NY uh, on both Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. They're all the same exact uh, tag. And all over, I'm in every single streaming platform, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, all of it. I love music. I'll, I'll, I'll always do it, no matter what my situation is. That is one thing that will be constant. I hope that one day, you know, marketing budgets are more about this type of music than others. So, you know, until that day comes, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because, you know, a lot of people do, do want it. You know, a lot of people do want it, but times have changed, you know? Yeah, um, so. I don't know. I, I'm definitely here for music that I can relate to on a personal basis based on the type of life that I'm living and, you know, what I'm trying to do on a day to day. Cause like, well, I like 100. some of the newest, I like some of the newer stuff and I can listen to it. I'm not like, this speaks to me, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is cool to listen to. You put up the volume and like, you got a good time. You nod your head do a little dance or something, but it's not like, it's not speaking of the soul. It's not making me like, yeah, I get this guy. Like he, he gets my struggle or he, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't get, no, the, the 22 year old making millions and millions of dollars talking about shit. He doesn't get me nope. <laughs> trying, nope. you know, raising two kids, trying to fucking make a living wage, you know, like, yeah, man. <laughs> so now man, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Awesome. <laughs> so guys, the album is the agenda. And the album before that, Survival. Look up Loose Sight from your favorite streaming platform. You can find us on Twitter at The Nerds OTR, on Facebook, and on Instagram at The Nerds of the Round. And you can find us in all of your favorite podcasting needs, whether that's Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes. We also have a YouTube channel, The Nerds of the Round. But this has been another dope episode of the COVID edition of Nerds of the Round. Your host, Sebastian. Your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone from across the hall. <laughs>